Hey guys, happy Tuesday. I know this episode's coming in a few hours later than normal, um, but I'm pretty excited about what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about self-sabotage. And I'm talking about this in a different mindset than when we talk about imposter syndrome. Um, So self-sabotage, we're going to dive into like when it pops up, why it pops up, and then what we can do about it to, to move forward and you know, get ourselves to that next level that we constantly talk about. So welcome back. I'm excited to have you and let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. All right, so self-sabotage, let's just start out by saying it's a jerk, and it shows up when we are at our highest, when our when we are vibrating at the highest level, when our energy is high, when we're happy, when we're celebrating, when we're, you know, on the verge of that next level, that's when self-sabotage shows up. And it's like that mean, awful bully that just decides to tear you down, like when you finally win something or when you do something well or you get an accomplishment, that that voice in the back of your head that's like, mm, this isn't going to last. Mm, you're not good enough for this. Mm, This is a one-time thing. This is a fluke. And a lot of the reading I've been doing has been diving into, you know, the internal things that we go through in our lives and like making peace with these things and, and facing our fears and like discovering what our fears really are and all of these things. So I've been reading like Gabrielle Bernstein and Jay Shetty and um, really just kind of taking these concepts and and sitting with them and meditating on them and thinking about them. And um, one thing I'm going to be doing, I'll do a podcast after it, but I'm going to do 30 days of no more reading because it's so easy. Not that reading is a bad thing, but it's so easy to get stuck, especially in this like personal growth, self-help world. It's so easy to get stuck in the research, research, research phase where it's like, oh, I'm going to read the next book. And trust me, I have five more books to read. It's not for a lack of things to read. It's that, you know, I've been sitting here for weeks gathering, well, for a year, gathering all these tools and these mindsets and these life hacks. And it's so easy to like make a list of all the things to do. But when you're reading through a book that's like, oh, take the time to do this practice, and then you skip it, and then you go to the next chapter. Like, yes, you're getting all the information, but are you getting the benefits if you're not taking the time to do that meditation or to explore those fears or to do this writing prompt and really dive in? So I'm going to be starting one month of no more taking in and I'm just going to sit internally and like do the work for myself. And I'm going to kind of create like a course plan for you guys or something that you can follow if you would like to do the same and I'll let you know how it went for me and like what I, where I started and how I felt when I came out of it. So I'm excited about that project. That'll be coming up in um, October. I shall release kind of like how it went and stuff like that. Um, But today we're talking about self-sabotage and 
it's just, it's one of those things, like I said, that comes up when you're at your highest, when you are, you know, vibrating at your highest level, your energy is the most, you're happiest, you feel like you finally got all those things. I don't know if anyone's ever watched Sex in the City, but that moment where um, life is scary and those internal fears come out and they say, you know what? We don't want to be scared. So we're going to make you afraid of, of that next level instead of us afraid of embracing that. We're going to make you afraid of it so that you don't go there. And that's what self-sabotage is. It's when things go well, your mind goes, oh, something's going to go wrong. And that's something inside of us that, I mean, I feel like everybody deals with at some point. And what you need to know about it is that it doesn't have to be the deciding factor in whether or not you go forward. And oftentimes it is. That's what keeps us small. That's what keeps us in a box or in a role or in a in a job, in a relationship, whatever it is. That's what keeps us in this space of things that we already know. Um, and in order for us to grow, we have to get out of that comfort zone. We have to get out of that small little box that we've kept ourselves in so that we have the opportunity to be uncomfortable. And in that discomfort, we can find growth. In that discomfort, we can find a new path or learn something more deeper within us. Um, So what you can do when self-sabotage comes up is step one is to just reflect on it. Um, I was just reading in Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, this concept where when he was um, a monk, they said, you know, you need to sit with him. We need to discover your deepest fears. So it's like, okay, so you you dwindle things down like, okay, I'm afraid. I'm afraid of failure. That's that for me, for sure, that's accurate. And so many people think this. I'm afraid of failure. Okay, well, why are you afraid of failure? Like what 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 is going to happen if you fail? And then you deep digger down or <laughs> you dig deeper down and you're like, okay, well, it's not just failure, but it's it's my failure would equal disappointment. And then you're like, okay, well, who am I disappointing that matters so much? And and I know he talks about in his book, his biggest thing was once he dwindled it down and sat there and didn't give his mind the opportunity to go away or think about something else when he was like, no, I'm going to face this question and face this fear. It came down to the fact that he was afraid that he would disappoint his parents, that his parents wouldn't be proud of him. And that fear had manifested itself in so many different aspects of his life in different ways. And it was so easy for his mind and it's so easy for our minds to distract ourselves from the root of that fear because we don't reflect on it. We don't take the time to address it. When you reflect on a fear and address it, it's literally sitting down as if you're in a room and that fear is a personal, has a body, it's a person. And you sit there and you go, why don't you like me? Why don't you like me? What what is it that you want? And you're in a locked room. There's no other things that can distract you or whatever. So if you give yourself that time to sit without distraction, without expectation, without anything, Don't give your mind the opportunity to drift away and do something else. If you sit there and you stare at your fear embodied in a person, you say, what do you want? When you take the time to reflect and do that, you can go deeper, deeper down to the root of your fear, the root of that feeling, the root of the self-sabotage. And when we do that, it gives us a sense of freedom. It's like unleashing our potential because our fear had a leash on our potential. The root fear 
holds a leash on your potential and it and it seeps its way into things like mm, you won't be able to pass those college courses so don't bother getting that education. Mm, you will never make it to CEO so don't bother going for that promotion. You know what I mean? Whatever it does, root fears put leashes on your life. And when we sit down and we have that conversation with the little fears and then we go bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and finally get to the root fear, we're able to unleash our potential and unleash the joy that we can experience. Because now, now that it's not infecting our lives with that self-sabotage, we're able to look at those fears. They're still going to come up. You're still going to feel them. But now you'll have this mindset where you can look at it and reframe what that means. So that's the next step is reframing it. So first you reflect and you give yourself the time. And just to be clear, reflection is not like one 10-minute meditation and you're going to figure out all of your root causes of your fear and your whatever. It takes time and it takes your willingness to dedicate time to yourself and your growth. And whether that means you sit down and you're like, okay, well, I'm feeling a lot of things. I'm going to give myself an hour today and, and dig deep and then I'm going to meditate on it the next day and the next day. I mean, give yourself time. It doesn't, there's no like set way that this is going to happen. Just give yourself the freedom and the time to to dive in and reflect and get to the root of your fears. And then once you figure that out, now we're back in the real world and we're back to that accomplishment or that promotion or that next big step and that self-sabotage comes up. But now, because we have an understanding and there's a clarity on the root of where this self-sabotage is coming from, we can reframe what that means to us. And we can reframe what it's allowed to do and the impact it's allowed to have on our decisions and our, our path moving forward. So you can accept your fear as a stepping stone to growth. You can accept that fear as a, okay, it's like when, when someone's sitting there and they're, they're poking at you, you go, okay, I know you're trying to get a rise out of me. You're trying to get a rise out of me because that rise will distract me from what I'm trying to do. And when we are aware of that, we can take a step back, look at that fear again, embodied in that person. It's as if there's a person in the room and you can look at them and be like, sorry, you're not welcome here. What is that line from uh, Fast Times at Richmond High? No shoots, no, or no shoes, no shirt, no dice. You're not welcome here. We're not serving that fear. We're not giving it our energy. We're not giving it our attention. We're going to sit there and say, hey, thanks for, thanks for being here. Unfortunately, you're not welcome. So you're going to have to move on. And we can leave that right there as that stepping stone. So we stepped on that fear and then we move past it. And then we get to this next level, this next level where we have those opportunities that we always thought about and dreamed about. And now they're a little more attainable. They're, they're not as big as they used to be. They're not as scary as they used to be because we're not letting fear dictate how we view them. We're informing fear that this is our life and that the fear is not welcome in this next step. And again, it's not that self-sabotage won't continue to come up. It can happen. But there's a difference when it comes up if you know the root of where it's coming from. If you understand like its drive and its purpose, its why, its why is to keep you small. Its why is to keep you where you are. Its why is to prevent you from growing. And that's what we're all about here is, is the growth. We want to grow into that 
more authentic, more true to ourselves, that that vision of that person that we always thought we were going to be, that started to get farther and farther away. Because even as little kids, our fear steps in. Even like my, my daughter's studying for a test today, and she's scared because she didn't study more. And I looked at her and I said, here's the thing, baby. You can only do the best that you possibly can with what you have. So take what you have. What you have is a drive to get a good grade. What you have is time to study. And what you have is the ability to do so. Those three things can set you up for success. But if the only thing you're focusing on is the fear that you're not going to do well, or the fear that you didn't start earlier, the fear that you didn't have enough time, that fear is going to win because that's what you're fueling. So anytime imposter syndrome comes up, anytime self-sabotage comes up, anytime you feel like you want to be doing something, but you're afraid to do it, that's when you need to take that moment or take that time or set out some time in your busy schedule. If you, if you are at a job where you are booked in meetings all day, book yourself an hour. Say, I am busy this hour and, and that's when I'm going to address my fear in this business plan or my fear in, you know, in whatever business you're working on. If you're a stay-at-home parent, give yourself some time. You know, like I'm right now home with my kids and I told them, I was like, listen, mommy has to take some time and it's a non-interruptible time. The only time you interrupt me right now is if something's broken, someone's bleeding or the house is on fire, but you need to have respect for your own time and then take that time to address those fears. Because the more time you invest internally on dealing with these things that are holding you back, the less time you'll be spending every single day, decision after decision, worrying about it. Because I can't tell you how many times like a good thing comes up and I'm like, oh, I'm afraid or, oh, you know, these fictional stories that we tell ourselves that fear writes for us. Fear writes fictional stories of what could go wrong and it's always the worst. So anybody who's ever said that thing where they're like, oh, my mind automatically jumps to the worst case scenario. That's a story written by your fear to prevent you from doing something. And you don't have to read it. You, you don't have to give your fear the ability to even write the story. If they show up starting to do that, you stop and you say, listen, I'm not, I'm not accepting this narrative. This book, I'm throwing this book away. I don't want to hear it. It's not a story that I'm willing to listen to. And then you can sit there and take the freedom that you now get mentally from not investing in that story. Instead of taking the time where you go down that path and listen to that narrative and read that awful story of what the worst things that could possibly happen, now that you're not going to feed into that, you have that additional mental time to invest in yourself and invest in saying like, okay, well, if, if I'm not letting fear take this time, I'm going to take this time and choose growth. I'm going to take this time and say yes to that next opportunity because my mind is not caught up in a fake story of what could go wrong because my mind is not fueling the fear. My mind is fueling growth. My mind is fueling a reality that I'm going to decide is what I want and I can get. And the truth is, no matter what, if if you want to have a future and you, you have a desire to make it look a certain way, you can do it. You can do it. Now, obviously, I'm saying this from a level of being privileged. I'm privileged because I'm a white woman. I'm privileged in so many ways. I, I don't face, 
you know, this privilege is not the appearance of obstacles for other people. It's the lack of obstacles that I have to face. So obviously, my mindset is a lot easier than that of others. But I do believe that there is opportunity within everybody, despite what you're going through for growth. And this concept of fear holding us back applies to everybody. It applies to everybody. I'm not talking about your economic status or like what resources you have access to. I'm talking about the internal struggle that we deal with on a daily basis because fear tries to keep us small. And the freedom you can get if when that self-sabotage comes up, you choose to pause and reflect and then choose to reframe that fear for what it is. And instead of letting it keep you small, you can choose to keep the fear small because you're not feeding it. So the fear can shrink and shrink and shrink as you grow and grow and grow. So the next time self-sabotage comes up or the next time you find yourself in a really uncomfortable place, see that as an opportunity to pause what you're doing and address it and be like, why am I so uncomfortable? Why is this getting to me? This has never been an issue before. Why is this bothering me now? Take the time to pause and reflect. And I mean, when we talk about reflecting, like, obviously, it has two meanings. The one is to think deeply or, or carefully about something. The other one is to, to see a reflection in a mirror. And it makes me think of um, Harry, Potter, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And there's that scene where he finds the, um, the mirror of Erised. And it shows you, this mirror shows you your heart's deepest desire. Nothing more, nothing less. It shows you your heart's deepest desire. And it's not, and I think what Dumbledore says is it's not knowledge or truth. It's simply your heart's deepest desire. And you find that in the reflection of this mirror. And another part of that scene is where Dumbledore says, you know, he's getting rid of the mirror because he's like, I don't want you to forget to, to sit there and dwell on your dreams and then forget to live. And so when we sit there and we dwell on our fear, instead of seeing our heart's deepest desire, when we're, when we're trying to reflect on fear, we're seeing our, our worst nightmare. We're seeing the worst possible outcome. And instead of sitting there dwelling on that and forgetting to live, we're going to choose to look at that reflection and keep it where it is. Leave it in that mirror. Get rid of the mirror like Dumbledore does. And then choose to live instead. So it's just this concept of you you either fuel into your self-sabotage or you address your fear. You get to the root of it and then you leave it small where it belongs and then you get to grow. So this has just come up a lot this last couple of weeks with me. And um, I just thought I'd, I'd share it with you guys. Um, we're going to have a few more few more interviews coming up on the podcast, which I'm really excited for. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode with Katie Strang, but we had such a great conversation. Um, and I just found so much value in that. And I got so much feedback of the value that other people's had, other people's, that all my listeners had when being able to hear a conversation like that, like a soul-fueled conversation. So I'm really excited to be doing some more so in the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear a couple more interview podcasts. We're going to do a little more of these individual one-on-ones. Um, and like I said, I'm going to be 
going on my journey of self-reflection and and moving past that research phase into the growth phase. So I'm going to be documenting that on my side and a little bit on my Instagram. So feel free to follow me there at Owning Your Authenticity. Um, and then keep an eye out for, you know, what's to come from all of this. Um, I just, I know this is a short episode and a quick dive in, but it was just something that I wanted to get off my chest. It's been on my mind a lot lately and I wanted to share it with you guys. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You know, as usual, if if you liked it, share it with somebody, send them a link, um, screenshot it, share it on social. And I look forward to catching up with you guys next week. All right. Have a good one. Thank you.